tip. Good afternoon. It is May 18th, 2021. You're listening to A Little Call A, Little Call B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? president came out, said you get a vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask, things are going in the right direction. The governor of Ohio came out and is offering a $1 million prize to get vaccinated. Do you think that is going to encourage people to go get vaccinated? I don't know. I don't know why there needs to be this much encouragement. <laughs> I'm amazed I by the amount of people that don't want to get this. And it's for like their own like health concerns about it for whatever reason. I don't even want to get into the conspiracy of it or even spread that. But it's like, do you do you drive a car? Do you eat junk food, fast food, soda? Do you drink beer? Do you smoke? Like, do you do anything else unhealthy or you do everything else perfectly healthy in this one thing you're going to choose to be conscious about. That's that's my concerning thing. So a million dollars, though. I mean, I'm already vaccinated. Is it too late for me to claim this? I believe it is too late. And you don't live in Ohio, so you got to be in Ohio for this. Uh, but he said that, was it, five Ohio residents would win the money in once-a-week drawings for adults who received at least one dose of uh, the now plentiful vaccine. A million dollars is a million dollars. It seems like it would turn your head, right? You, you know, if you were on the fence before and uh, I don't know, but now it's it's like getting a lottery ticket, a free lottery ticket. Seems seems worth it. Seems like a chance it, you could win. So you're saying there's a chance. Would you know. get a third shot for a chance at a million dollars? Well, we we might have to get a third shot at some point, but I'm not there yet. Maybe maybe there's a chance of me reentering in a potential third vaccination. I like the uh, I, I like it as an idea. Different states are are doing different things, and you, you got to figure out a way. And, and this is just a a different way of looking at it. I suppose you could try to just pay people to go do it, but I like the idea of like just big prizes. Prize is a prize. I'm really over COVID, though. I don't think there's anything exciting or interesting about it anymore. But the good news is what you started off with. Let's just go with that and. Hopefully that's the million dollar news for everybody. Uh, I, I know. Have you been out to uh, any any stores where you're able to uh, go in without wearing a mask yet? I don't. I did see some stores were doing that. I haven't been to one yet. I haven't been to a Walmart. I think I've only been to uh, Market Thirty Two and uh, Home Depot. And for the most part, I think everybody was wearing them in there. I don't know if those stores ha- are allowing those rules or or not. It's it's very interesting the decision making of all of this of. It's like you have no power, and then then it's almost like there's there's federal recommendation, and then state recommendation, and then like your personal store or, or those recommendations or requirements are somewhat up to you. It's it, it's a bizarre thing, and it's also weird when people just keep telling you, "Well, I read it here and from this source." And, well, I read it here from this source. It's well, who, who do you who do you who do you believe there? Like, if your state is still not clearing it, but the CDC, like you said, is okay with this. What? I, I don't know the politics of this. It's very sloppy, but I, I guess the long answer is no, I haven't been to any of those stores. I haven't seen anybody without a mask yet. I am in a, a similar boat. I haven't been out uh, uh, a ton of places. It, I think I'm just in the get-along-to-go-along sort of situation of I got the mask, 
when I'm outside, for sure, I'm not 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 wearing it. And then like go up to like the door, I got it like ready to go to put on. And you just kind of see like what are the employees doing? You just base it off of that. And I'm assuming in the next couple of weeks there'll be more and more places that you know it, that won't be wearing a mask and you'll be able to walk right in as well. You know we're vaccinated, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see is it in two months and most of the stores are good. And then you go to go in one and you know, there are signs or, you know, the guy says something to you as soon as you walk in or does this kind of flip uh, as soon as the state says, yeah, you're good to go. I, I don't know how, it, how it's all going to work. I, I believe the technicality is it's okay if you're vaccinated. Now the thing is, who's going to go around and police that? Like, does that, does that not just not matter anymore? If you are or aren't like, we're just going to let you come in wherever you are and just take your word for it. Because I feel like the whole reason where where we are right now is because we're just not a very trustworthy culture. And suddenly, <laughs> it's like we've been just deprived of everything so much. It's like, can we just get back to it? Just let them have it. I don't care anymore. It, it, it's like we don't trust each other, but we're suddenly willing to risk it all together because we're all dying to get out of the house. It's like That's ridiculous. I, I think we all want to get out of the house. I, I, I agree with that. And it is interesting, the... You don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. And I think that's some of the where the states are scrambling to figure out. So how do we figure that out? (laughs) And how far are we willing to go to police this? I mean, I'm looking at it even from I don't I don't know what the restaurant rules are now or even going to be. Uh, I, I we're all wearing masks at the restaurant right now. I think everybody is vaccinated. But if we had somebody who wasn't, is that one person have to wear the mask? And then if you sit down at a table and somebody who's serving you comes up and is wearing a mask, and there's another server who's just not, are, are you going to ask for a different server? Or are we just avoiding <laughs> this situation entirely? And, and what would you prefer? The I one have no that's idea. not wearing yeah. the mask that you can like prove it's vaccinated, or do you want the one that is wearing the mask but is not vaccinated? I, I have no idea. These are questions I don't want to ask or know the answers to. I just don't want that scenario to ever happen. I, I, I would, rather than being from the from the restaurant side as a, as a customer, would you have a, have a preference? <laughs> it it just it's bizarre to me that so many people in the service industry would not be vaccinated. Like that seems somewhat irresponsible. Now I, I get if you're case by case or for whatever other reasons you have your beliefs, I'm not gonna argue about that, but it just seems like it goes hand in hand of what you're trying to accomplish at your job. So you should just be vaccinated. I just want to trust that everybody's vaccinated. Uh but you know that's 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 hard that's a lot of trust. I think we're getting to uh uh, countrywide about about 50 50 for uh for adults almost there i mean it's just it's crazy that the amount of vaccinations that are available now and just the amount of people that are just slowly trickling in now the, the momentum has completely stopped yeah it, it really has that's why i think the ohio governor and i know in connecticut i believe it's tomorrow i don't know if it starts tomorrow or if it's after tomorrow for the rest of the month if you show your your card and you buy a meal, you can get a get a free drink at uh, a few different establishments. I mean, we've we've seen creative ways of enticing people beyond just that too. We had the Milwaukee game a couple weeks ago. If you went to this Milwaukee Bucks game, you could get your first your first vaccination. And I believe schedule your second. Like that's that's awesome. You're you're already going to a game. Let's get this over with. Da da da. It's like I think I heard talk of uh, the Yankees and the Mets giving out free tickets if you got a vaccine. That's that's awesome. That, that's great. Well, I guess I guess the momentum is coming to a halt with that, but I, I guess brighter days are ahead of us. 
the NBA came to a halt yesterday. And I feel like we've spent a lot of time recently, if not most of the season, talking about these playing games and whether it was good or bad. We had some players that are now going to be in it complaining about it and then some players that complained about it that aren't in it. But at the end of the day, I believe the solution we said that these make more competitive games and prevents tanking. Now, you watched all the outcomes yesterday. (laughs) Sunday. Or or Sunday, not yesterday. uh, Sunday. Yeah, I was locked in. It it was a tankapalooza. There was multiple teams trying to lose so they can maneuver their way in or out of these playoff positions to avoid certain teams. And it, it was like the whole point of these playing games is to prevent tanking. And I think for the most part, a lot of these 10 teams in each conference were very competitive and we succeeded in that. But this last day, is this sort of losing strategy? Is this healthy for the NBA? I don't know if there's a solution for this. But I also don't know if we would have even had any of these sort of situations if we didn't have the playing game. Was was Sunday's results enough for to sway your opinion on the playing game, or did it not change anything for you? It it didn't change anything for me. I think that the sh- the season was shortened, so the things I think in general were just compressed. And I think that it's easy to look at what happened Sunday, and teams were jockeying per- for position. And say, oh, it's tanking. But I don't really think of that as tanking. That's jacking for position and goofy stuff where tanking is a little more methodical. And that is, it's January. It's February, you know, it's around the all-star break. And it's just clear. Yeah, you have no more interest in, in winning games. And for sure, teams still did that. Uh, Detroit, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Orlando down the stretch. Uh, Houston for a while. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder definitely, and they have their 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 own reasons for doing that. And you got to pull pull the court at some time. But I think overall, it was just three to four teams that tanked, rather than double that number at least, which I think that we've seen in the past. And so I think it kept games competitive for longer, even though Sunday was unique. But I think with a full schedule, there will be more of a difference down the stretch. I think it was. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was five days to go in the season. So right around when we did the podcast last week, not one spot was locked in in the East or the West. And that seems very unusual. I thought it was better. I th- I thought it, all of this was good. Other than the Sunday, I, I guess I was really just disappointed that the Clippers kind of controlled their own destiny. It, Dallas kind of controlled their own destiny and Denver all controlled their own destiny. They all lost. I mean, I looked at the box score of some of these games. I mean, how many minutes do you think Daniel Oturo is going to play in round one right now? And he plays 37 minutes yesterday. How many, How many? like, I look at the other games here, these other teams. How many games, how many minutes are any of these guys going to play? Like, it's, it was just kind of embarrassing of, of a showing. This is why I'd like the the first seed. You get to pick who you want to play, and then it goes down from there. I think we're getting closer to that because – Nobody seems happy with what happened this year. If you were the team, say you're Phoenix, you finally have a year where you put everything together, you get Chris Paul, everything's working, everybody's healthy, you have a fantastic season, and your big reward for doing all that is you get to play potentially the Lakers or the Warriors. Congratulations. You you have had such a successful season that you are now rewarded with this. It's. <laughs> but you, you, you say it like that, but... You know, the Lakers definitely had their injuries. 
LeBron still isn't back fully. So you say, oh, well, you got to play the Lakers, you know, with a big capital, bold L. But it's like, well, well are you? Or you're kind of playing the Lakers that are not what they were last year. And if you're good, it, you, you think you're a legit two seed, well, beat them. <laughs> it's sports. Yeah, there's going to be some adversity throughout the year. There's injuries. Go out and beat them. You're not just rewarded like, oh well, you know what? You did real well, so you just get a you get you get a pass in the first round. It's like, no, you got to beat somebody. So it just feels like the Suns won a lot of games, and their reward is the Lakers versus the Clippers lose on Sunday, and now they get to play Dallas, which is a way. It's just an easier matchup. I mean, Lucas Luca. I'm you not think saying. So? I'm not saying there's a chance that he can't win some games, but I. If I'm the Clippers, I'd much rather play Dallas than the Lakers. Like it just makes sense. I I'm upset about the the tanking, but there's there's no. It it just feels like they they cheated at the last second by doing a strategic move here, and the Suns bust their ass all year, and the rewards just don't even out. Like it doesn't seem it just doesn't seem fair. This is supposed to be a fair system, and and I suppose it's there's not. No, it's it, not. It's not fair. Don't. Life no, just, isn't fair. I can't describe Basketball's it as fair. Basketball's for sure not fair. Basketball's for sure not fair. Well, to be fair, <laughs> there's a lot of great games coming up. There's a lot of good matchups. There's a bunch of good players. If you're not watching the NBA, you now would be a really good time to start. Tonight? Tonight, right now, playing and games. Probably if you're watching it tomorrow when you actually get to this. Also, tonight. Yeah, again, tomorrow, tonight, yeah, back-to-back. Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. All right. Well, now let's get into let's get into the less fun part of the podcast, and that is the actual teams playing in the playing game. And I don't know how we can't start with the Celtics, who are a tumbling mess right now of just frustration and disappointment. And is is there what is best case scenario? We just lose the next two games and just go home, get a better draft pick, and. Just punt the whole season. Is it? It feels like we've kind of done that already. It, it would, if that happens though, are you going to think we chose that deliberately, or that this is just sadly how talented our team is, or lack of talent? The season has just been a struggle, so I have no idea what is going to happen. The they said all the right things after practice. It seems like everyone is for sure going to play, uh, except for Time Lord. He's a, he's a game time decision. And said, you know, it's uh, I think Marcus Smart came out. Everyone's zero zero. It's a clean slate. Brad said all the right things, but at this point, it kind of feels like the kid that's going through school, failing all his tests, but telling his parents, "Oh no, like, but I've been studying. I I got this one. No, no, I got this one." Every single time, there's been a premiere, uh, like, like a game, like a must-win game. I said this on the last podcast. We really got to win this. All right, they're gonna come in and you know take this seriously. Then the first quarter, we're down 20 points. Hey, <laughs> what? You knew this was important. You got to come in like ready ready to win and all the other cliches, and I just I can't figure it out. If you go through the roster, it seems like everyone's better than last year. Like Tatum, I think it's career high in points, rebounds. I don't know if it was assists, steals. Like There were like a, a few milestones for him. Uh, you know, Jalen's hurt, so that, that doesn't help anything. But then even look, it's like we got Peyton Pritchard, who is in the rotation, and everyone's like, he always says, ah, Danny can't draft, can't draft. It's like, 
wasn't like Peyton was a uh, you know top five or top ten pick or anything. So anytime you get a guy that deep, if he can just be in your rotation, he, he's playing more than uh, Neesmith, and even Neesmith has been making some uh, moves down the stretch. But then it's just like all these games, it's like this is not fun. This is not fun losing. So on top of this, the NBA for some reason hates the East Coast and has decided they were going to put both East Coast games on today. So the first one is at 6.30. The Boston Celtics are playing at home, and their game doesn't start until 9 o'clock at night. I, I thought it was a little weird that they did it this way. And tomorrow the games are not 9 o'clock and 6.30. It's – is it 7.30 7.30 and 10? Yeah, so everybody at the game, everybody wants to watch. Lakers, Warriors is going to start at – and this is going to be on TNT. This is the NBA. So this game is not going to start at 10 o'clock. This game is going to start at least 10.15. This game's not ending till after midnight. It's, the premier game they want everybody to watch. Yeah, I I don't agree with 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 that, but that's a. It East, seems it seems so simple. You have one East Coast game today, be the early one, and you have the second game be the West Coast game, and you do the same thing tomorrow. I get the West Coast game is going to start later, but that way it can start closer to nine than to ten. Yeah, but with the scheduling though, wouldn't you want these guys because. What, it depends on the outcome where they may have to play again. Like, wouldn't you want these nights to be separated like that? I guess it wouldn't make, I, I don't know. It's the timing, the time of it. I, I understand the frustration. Nobody cares about East coast people at no, all. Cause but, they want to, they want to give them a break in between, but these are playing games. They're not actual playoff games or it's goofy. It's in between. I don't know what exactly what we're calling it yet, but during the season, these teams play back to back games. It, uh, you can go to that. It's not, you know, they're not going to be fully rested. Oh, well, next time be in the top six seeds and you won't have to play back-to-back games. Yeah, that is, it is a weird thing, but th- that's a problem we could have had forever. I mean, let's just give it a time zones altogether. <laughs> well, I don't think that's how it's going to work. We've had time zones for a long time. Well, we've only had time Lord for a little bit. Hopefully he shows up tonight. Any, anything else you want to get to about this team? I'm, terrified i could talk about a lot of nice things about the wizards but i'm worried that that's not going to help make me feel better later (laughs) think about like when you think in your head what could happen in this game and it's like all right well maybe tatum going against beal you know got the the st louis thing he's gonna want to really show up you know the rest of the guys they've been they were at the conference finals last year they they know about the playoffs isn't new for them and but i only kind of feel lukewarm on that but then on the other side Russell Westbrook's showing up tonight. Yeah. There is no way he's walking into this thinking, ah, no, I don't think we're going to get this one. Whether Beal is healthy and plays or doesn't play a single minute, Westbrook is going to do whatever is possible. And it could very much self-combust, and he could be the best player for our team. But he's not going to be coming in and letting their, their team go down by 20 points. I'm worried as a team that we've watched all year get down early. That if Westbrook just comes out like the crazy Batman that he is, just wild all over the place, that he they go up by just pure momentum, like 10, 12 in the first quarter, and then it's just panic mode for the Celtics. And I, I don't know how we're going to respond. It would be the first time all year that we truly respond to this. I, I just, I see a team with a whole lot of energy coming in against a team that rarely has any energy. So that's that's a problem. It, do we do we need like a like a Morris twin or something? I no, I don't I don't think it's that. I don't know what we need. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I 
think think about look at all these other playoff teams and all the awesome players that are on all of them. If you could just take one of them and throw them into the Celtics, what which guy would you grab that instantly makes us like so much better? Because we've had Gordon Hayward in the air. I know he wasn't healthy, but he was in the mix, and maybe that was a little bit better. But I don't feel like it was head and shoulders better than what we got going on now. Like how, like what type of guy does this roster need? As I'm wondering if we're missing a tough guy. Like if you put Chris Paul in there instead of Kemba, like is that is that just instantly fixed? That can't be that much of a difference, can it? I like to say no, but look how much he's done. He did with their last year and what he did with the the Suns this year. It's like it's it just seems like we got we got a lot of we got good basketball players, we got good young basketball players, but they're all nice. And I think part of it too is just being young and not realizing exactly when to do certain things that just come with age and, and, and they'll figure it out. They're Jalen and, and, and Jason are both just really young. It'll, it'll take them a little while to figure it out, but I just don't, I, I, I just don't get how our, our defense just is not sustainable. And it's just like, do you just have to have a guy that's out there that just knows like I am out here to play defense and like, no one's going to mess with me. I'll make sure no one messes with anybody else. Cantor wasn't a huge defender, but he always was uh, sticking up for the guys. Yeah, I, I he think does it Hor- everywhere he goes. I think Horford I mean, he, he, is it also he went another out LeBron guy. when he was on the uh, when he was on the Knicks and yeah, everybody laughed at him. But it was like, hey, this is my group, and he's got this whole thing with with Turkey going on, where his own country is just waiting for him to slip up so they can bring him back and, and send him to prison. So like a basketball game, it's like <laughs> this doesn't scare me at all. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's, that that doesn't scare me. That reminds me of I just watched uh, what about Bob. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's about if you haven't seen it, it's a very old movie. It's a Bill Murray movie. Bill Murray is in need of uh, a psychologist or a shrink or something like he has a lot of just comfort issues. He's constantly worried about everything. And I think later in the movie, one of the kids says uh, or maybe he even says it. I don't know. He's like, well, we're all dying a little bit. So what's really scarier than that? Like, <laughs> we're, you know, we're all we're all dying a little bit every day. Well, what's scarier than that? <laughs> uh terrible analogy hopefully the Celtics can come together here I don't know what the outcome we were we're hoping for but I'm scared of Westbrook the, you know what the scarier thing is too is even if we lose tonight it's like we get one more chance and the amount of pressure on that second game I don't even want to watch it as a fan because it's either going to be it, there's no winning from that point on there's really no winning from this point on this season at all there's just a matter of no like about how two far weeks does, ago is where it really just went completely downhill of oh oh we're not gonna get the fourth seat oh we're not gonna get the fifth seed oh we're not gonna get the sixth seed oh boy it's really just a matter of how far how much further is this tumble gonna go because we're i think the worst part is not the losing so much it's just the way the losing is happening of just not showing up and it's not we played a tight game and some screwy stuff happened or you know some guys made some tough shots i know we lost to the mavs at least once and it might have been twice on Luca just hitting some ridiculous threes. It's like, man, you know, you just got to nod to something like that. Cool. But when you go down by 20 points in the first half, it, you, you just, okay, well, might as well shut this off. This And of course we always, we do that valiant run in the fourth quarter and we go on a 12, nothing run and you go, Oh, okay. Maybe it's like, then you burn yourself out. It's like, well, if we didn't go down by 20 in the first half, we would have had a chance. The, the amount of games where I've seen us be down 20 and then somehow like down 
10 with five minutes to go and then down five with a minute to go. And then within that minute, it's like we're hoping for a miracle. We get almost close to that miracle. But it was still a miracle we were hoping for. Like, it's not a reliable way to play basketball. It'd be like, well, we'll no. just do all of this. And then at the end, we'll hope for this miracle to happen every time. And sometimes it's happened. I'm not even going to act like it didn't. We've had comebacks this year where it did happen. But that's not a that's, that's not a way to play basketball. You know what our team's in need of? We're in need of the, the Space Jam, the, the secret stuff, man. There's nothing this team needs. We can't If we can't figure out what to add to this team beyond just something ridiculous, excessive, like adding Anthony Davis, we, we just need a, psycho, a psycho, psychologist analysis here. Like, we need an improvement. We need some MJ secret stuff from Space Jam, just some confidence. You know, maybe, maybe we need some Poku swagger. There, there's a guy in the cheap we could probably trade for. Yo, good luck. <laughs> He's not passing. He's expensive. Everybody likes Poku. <laughs> oh, man. I, wa- I watched well, a little he, bit of he, him the other night. Uh, Who would they beat? They beat one of the teams was tanking against uh, The Clippers were tanking against them. <laughs> He's an well, interesting you got, project. You, you got me all, all, all hot and bothered here. So let, maybe we just quickly talk about the the other Eastern conference game and that game, is just about to tip off. So by the time people hear this, it's going to be old news, but do you have any, any quick predictions for that one? No, but I would, I would encourage everybody to watch because there's a lot of good young players in this game. I, this is very much kind of a next generation group here. I mean, who's the, who's like the Wiley vet on, on either of these teams? The, uh, Brogdon. He's, he's still kind of young though. I, I wouldn't, uh, I, Unfortunately, uh, Levert is in uh, the health and safety protocols, so he's he, he won't be playing. I I think neither of these teams thought their season was going to go this way, and that's good news for Charlotte and kind of a disappointing news for Indiana of of expectations. I I, I think Charlotte's really fun to watch. I think Indiana is a better matchup for the Celtics and for Philly uh, in the long run here. I don't think Charlotte matches up very well against Philly. I don't know what you, you got to be big. I, I feel like Indiana has some bigs. Like Philly's massive. That lineup of just having Embiid and Simmons and Tobias Harris, it's there's some length out there. I don't know if Charlotte. Oh, big time! I don't know if Charlotte. Yeah, when your point guard's that. that big. But I I do think Indiana has some of that between Sabonis and and Miles Turner and. Uh, Turner's hurt. He's not playing. He's not playing. Okay. Well, He's Turner, still not playing. Well, well, we'll see how all this plays out. I feel like there's a lot of guys that said they're not playing, and then by game two, we'll we'll see. Like, all right, I can play a little bit, or or maybe. maybe uh, I, don't, I don't know. He's been out two, two, three weeks at this point. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I it, I'm gonna pick Indiana in this game either way. Are Are you going a different direction? No, I'm also picking Indiana. I'm doing the uh, drive to the finals again this year, where you pick. Uh, one player per day. Once you use them, you can't use them again. And it's uh, the points are a combination of points, uh, assists, and rebounds all combined together. And I picked uh, Miles Bridges because I think that Indiana will win. Yeah, we got we got to hurry up this podcast so I could see Lamelo's last game of the year. Uh, let's see how many. Uh, <laughs> I see a couple cool passes. Uh, all in all, probably the the rookie of the year, uh, Lamelo Ball. No, no, Anthony Edwards. You're giving it to Anthony Edwards. Or did they give it well, to no, him? Well, no, it was hurt for so long. I guess I'm just not an Anthony Edwards fan. 
I think I, I think it, it was pretty close, and I or I think Lamelo was in uh, in the driver's seat to win it. But I think it's uh, similar to last year, where it's like, well, yeah, Zion is definitely better than than John Morant, but you didn't play nearly enough games, so you got to give it to the guy that was doing it uh, for for longer. I wouldn't compare any of these guys to John Morant or Zion Williamson. I just mean the the, the similar yeah. race. Yeah, I, I Jaw Jaw's. Jaw's good. I'm a big fan of Jaw. Jaw, Jaw does some things. Uh, but basketball tonight, tomorrow, and going forward, there's a whole bunch of Lakers stuff we could talk about. This, this, uh, this dream matchup I think everybody's been hoping for between the Lakers and Warriors is is actually going to happen. There's some wild outcomes of which you could see either team, even if they win or lose, benefiting from a a better matchup. I, I don't know if either of them face uh, or fear Utah quite as much. So if they do lose there and they win the second game, they'll end up being an eight seed in facing Utah, who should be a very intimidating team. But I don't know why everyone – nobody's scared of Utah. Can you give me a reason why someone should be scared of Utah? Oh, easily. Uh, Connolly just came back a couple, a couple days ago, and Donovan Mitchell still isn't back. So you're missing two starters, two all-stars. So that seems pretty easy to me of why no no one's concerned. I think even if those guys were there, nobody's they don't they're never going to get the respect. I don't know if it's because they don't have a true one guy and that they're just a really full team. It's also that it kind of <laughs> seems like the uh the the Hawks that year where it was the whole starting five made the uh, made the all-star team and then it's similar just like well, LeBron's going to come in, and you, 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 being good in the regular season is different than being good in the playoffs, so it's probably something like that. Well, with that being said, if you're the Lakers or the Warriors, is there a preference of team you'd rather play? I think you'd just prefer to win tomorrow night so you have the you – don't, you don't have to play a second game. I so I guess you would you would like to play. I guess that makes it the the Suns, but it's not because it's the Suns. It's just to play one less game. I I think the Lakers are going to win, and I think the Warriors will beat. Probably, I'd say I I think they're going to beat Memphis. I, but San Antonio, it's like they're asking me to bet against them. They they want me to bet against them, and I know that's just the fuel of what San Antonio runs on is me betting against them. I just, I guess, I just want to watch more John Morant than any of the Spurs, and because of that, I'm picking Memphis to lose to Golden State in the second game. Okay, and this is complicated. This is like not an easy, like there needs to be better terminology for like what what is that second game? It should be called something. Yeah, just calling it the the, the playing games. Yeah, it, it's like, pretty. It's pretty bland. Like, and the way that they're doing it, I, I I like it, but you do have to think about it for a little bit, and it doesn't necessarily uh, cleanly go in like, nice little bracket format. I it just if you were to explain this to somebody who doesn't follow basketball, I'm not sure it would make sense to them. Like I think you can draw it, and it, it just it just takes a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm I'm up for the experiment. I don't know if it's here to stay. We need a lot of people to watch these games, and hopefully these games are actually good. And I'm I'm really I'm really kind of pointing at Boston for maybe not making the game good. So come on, guys, give me a good game at least. 
and and maybe we will get some more fun games next year. I think this is exciting, especially in a longer season. I think, like you said, where the, it's maybe not as tight, and there's a lot more people on the cusp of ten uh, than seven, eight, nine. <laughs> it's 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 a tricky spot uh, to be in because if you are know you're not going to make the playoffs, even though they flatten the odds, it still gives you the best odds to lose. So it just sticks you in a difficult spot. And I think the the Rockets had traded away their first round pick protected. So it's like, well, if you do what you know, a lot of people would say would you know do the right thing, try to win as many games as possible, and then you lose your pick, it like that doesn't do your franchise any good. I don't know if they could win games even if they wanted to. They're they're a that's a different team. That's for another story. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple couple news announcements here outside of the actual uh, games. We, we've got some announcing uh, announcers making some moves right now. Marv Albert has announced that he is going to retire. Uh, I I'd like to think, to me, it's every announcer in the world is trying to sound like Marv Albert. Like I think that's how I would categorize and sum up his career in a nutshell. Is I think everyone else wishes they sounded. And had Marv Albert's career. Is is that is that all too much, or uh, are you not as big of a Marv Albert fan? Uh, I I can I can see I can see where you're coming from on that. I, I think it's a it's a it's a good way of putting it because that's how good that he's been. Uh, I got it in front of me. I don't know why the first thing is that he called 25 NBA All Star games, but he did that, and I think more <laughs> impressively is 13 NBA Finals. And uh, called the uh, the dream team during the uh, the '92 Olympics, and that's just like the quick, the quick go through. But he's been around for a long time, 55 years in broadcasting. And what really jumped out to me was uh, probably yeah, right around a year ago, uh, at this point when we had no sports and we were as sad and depressed as we could possibly be, and we were watching old NBA games where. You felt comfortable with the basketball, even though it was a little different. But having the same announcer, <laughs> the, the, having Marv there, it was oh okay. Well, this this sounds normal. I mean, I, okay, like didn't sound that odd. So with this, after these playoffs, him being gone, uh, it'll it'll take a beat because, like you said, a lot of the other announcers they try to sound like him, so they sound similar. But it's gonna be one less. And yeah, yeah, he's long long time. I I wish I had like a specific favorite call there's just so many and I think there's so many highlights that you're going to watch over and over again over the years and he's obviously been around long enough and had enough success where he's fortunate enough to have people actually know what his name is like that's and to me that's that's a huge accomplishment right there it's he's not even a player this he's not even like nobody's rooting for him he's he's on like the referee team (laughs) yeah you can only not mess up and, and yeah, and I, I think I'm constantly critical of a lot of people. I mean, I'm I'm critical of the next guy we're going to talk about, I, of Chris Weber moving on from TNT. And I mean, he's like kind of the perfect example of, of a guy who I think was trying really, really hard to be Marv Albert rather than to try and be like like maybe it's too close of an example of trying to be Jalen Rose. J- Jalen Rose is a player who's just on there doing like he's just. He's next to it like an analytical broadcasting guy, but he's not that guy. He's the player. 
and I wish Weber went more with that kind of approach. I, I feel like he always tries to be the lead guy, and they sometimes pair him off with another player. And it's like, no, I don't want player and player. Give me one standard guy, and then one guy with like an actual player experience and player stories and locker room stuff and just relatable things that maybe I don't know about. Maybe I couldn't just broadcast about. I I had to have an NBA career to give insight of. I I I think like, Weber's a weird guy. I did think it was interesting. He was on uh, Countdown the other day with Jalen Rose. I that's a big step. I didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe you're not quite as critical of of Weber, so I'll ask you maybe <laughs> What do you think about Weber and Rose getting together on NBA Countdown? That was that was definitely a uh, definitely a surprise. They, you know, obviously famously played together on uh, you know the Fab Five, and then they definitely had their their differences. And I've I've heard Jalen talk about it, and it always has kind of said we got our differences, but like we like we're 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 brothers, and just it always seemed like Jalen had hope that some time they get back together. Uh, Chris Weber famously did not participate in the the Fab Five documentary, and Jalen has made public comments saying like I really wish that he he would have, and just you know just didn't 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 happen. So it just always seems good. It's like with long standing rival. It's not not a rivalry exactly or beefs. I don't know exactly even what, even what you call it, but it, it's just not good for anybody. So if if it's they're actually getting past and can move past, I think it's gonna be good for everybody. But I thought I was surprised that. Uh, Chris Weber isn't getting out of this at the end of the season. Like he, well, like at the end of the playoffs, like right now, like they've mutually agreed to part ways and it doesn't necessarily seem like he's got something lined up, which is odd. I would have thought it would have been, yo, I'm leaving to go sign with ESPN or I'm going to just go do this. It just seems odd that you'd, you'd be done before the season was over because TNT is still playing games. So, I, I don't know. I wonder if uh, there's something else going on here. I, I'm sure he could fill in or be a guest any and any time. I just don't know if they want him doing the actual broadcast. I don't know if I want him doing the broadcast. I don't know if I have a problem with him being in the studio doing the halftime thing. He he might even be better at that. I think he's he's just always felt a little uncomfortable in the actual game broadcast, and <laughs> it's it's kind of an obvious example of, of him not always being a comfortable player on the court to begin with. Like these, these high pressure situations are what has caused, I mean, I'm sure the, there's a million roots to these problems, but I mean, that's gotta be one of the main ones I think is that, that historic timeout error. But you know, I, I, the one exciting thing is even something as terrible as that, I feel awful for Weber of, of making a mistake like that. And his teammates obviously, that's going to take some forgiving. I, I know you we could say you forgave him that night, but, I mean, it's been long enough, hasn't it? It's 2021 now. Like, this needs to move on. Like These guys, like you said, they're basically brothers to their family for sure. Like, that's us just got to move on. And yeah, it just, I, that. I think it's easy to say that as someone that's not a part of it, but you, you don't know all of the details, so I'm, I'm not really going to pass too much too much judgment on that. Well, I'd like to think any beef or error or mistake or things like that, there has to be a time limit to the point where you either stop caring or it goes away or fades away enough that you're willing to make some sort of other decision because of that. Like the time has to heal something at some point here. It, it, it seems it seems like it has. It just you know just just took a while. But 
Weber was was with he's been at TNT since since 2008. So this wasn't like a well he did this for a couple of years it didn't quite work. It's like this, this was his job for thir- 13 years. That's a long time. I I'm not I'm not worried. I think he'll time finding work if this is what he wants to do. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes completely another direction with his life. Maybe who knows? Maybe he wants to be Maybe he wants to be like part of NBA franchises, a coaching staff, or you know, GM, or who knows. Maybe media isn't the only thing he's he's capable of doing. I'm sure there's a variety of other things, and I mean, he played for a variety of organizations as well that I think may be interested in that. Uh, or maybe he that uh, that is one thing that's uh, that, that's kind of cool. Of he had a full NBA career. Then I just mentioned this other career that he's had for 13 years, and we're saying like, ah, oh, you know, what's he gonna do? He's 48, so he's yeah, still yeah, like, yeah, he's... <laughs> like, like, like he could have another, like a third career of whatever he wants to do for like a, lo- a long time. So still a relatively, uh, you know, young, young guy. So it still has many, many options. Yeah. Both of those careers, his, his two very successful careers are longer than we've been doing the podcast. So that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess, I guess I won't say anything negative about him anymore. Uh, what I do want to move on to, uh, we got about 20 minutes here. we got a couple of funny topics I think we can get to a little quicker. Uh, let's start with the the Florida woman who was posing as a student in order to promote her social media. Her Instagram page, specifically. And this is an older woman? So this is Audrey Franz- Franciscino. Franciscini, I think. Uh, very of, important that you get a, that there, right. there's a cue in there you know but audrey <laughs> she's 28 so not of high school age oh but, that kind of student i all right continue uh so she snuck onto a miami area high school wants to get people to go to her instagram page for some reason i don't know why but the way that she decided to do it was handing out printed pamphlets with her Instagram account on it. Well, I think this might have been a giveaway <laughs> to anybody the now. students in high school that this person is not in high school. I would think even a 28-year-old would realize, because I'm older than that, and would be like, I don't think this is how you get people to your social media with a, with a flyer. We're not exactly advertising the podcast on flyers. Maybe we should. You know, you know what's funny is if she wanted to maybe if her... Uh... Her interest went the other direction in age. The flyer thing might work <laughs> if you're swinging the other direction. The, see, I would agree with that. <laughs> if uh, I don't know where the the right place to go, but yes, definitely pamphlets out out. Uh, if you're you're going, uh, you know, the same, you know, ten years in the the, the other direction might might be more helpful. Uh, so she is currently in jail, where she's facing charges of burglary. Interfering with a school function and resisting arrest without violence. So, the way that they got 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 a hold of this is, you know, she's walking through the halls, and security's kind of got eyes on her, seeing like something's not quite right. You're handing out pamphlets. Uh, she started doing this when she snuck on the campus at eight thirty in the morning. Uh, she had a black backpack and was carrying a skateboard as she walked through the hallways. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it is literally the Buscemi scene. I think is that from Thirty Rock where he's got the skateboard over his shoulder <laughs> and clearly there's an old guy going up and saying, "Hey, fellow kids." It seems like she did this in real life. It, this seems like what movies have have caused us to think right now, where every high schooler is being played by a thirty year old, and you're like, "Well, they look the same." They, you know, you can have an eighteen year old actor act that well. You got to have somebody older. But that's not what the real world looks like. I. I First of all, I'll tell you what, that's not what the real world sounds like. You want to go talk to 18-year-olds? Good luck. I'm not going to understand anything. That I, seems not enjoyable. No. I, you know what? The other thing is this interest in having so many followers, I, I'd like to think that there's enough marketing education out there to tell you that you don't want to just have a massive a lot of followers. You want to have really good followers that actually care about you, and whatever that number is, it doesn't matter. You have people that care or are interested about this. You want to grow that number. You don't want to just have a million people out there, and then half of them aren't even interested in it. You're, you're putting all these posts up. You're trying to capture their attention with whatever whatever your media is. It, it doesn't get you anywhere. You don't want to just have a mass of people unless they're all going to really be interested in that. You're just hurting your own your own advertising is, is what I would recommend. And why you would want to target that high school demographic for so, something is – a, a jail-worthy offense, it sounds like. I, I I don't know the truth of it, but it just seems it seems like the outcome it, it was fit the bill, you know? <laughs> so she goes into school, kind of tells security, like, I'm headed to the, uh, the registrar's registration office. Doesn't actually go there. Just kind of, like, keeps it moving. Still handed out her pamphlets. More security comes. She realizes, okay, this isn't going to work. Uh, walks out, they see her in the parking lot again, like, hey, stop. Nope, she just keeps walking. Would you like to guess how they found her to arrest her later on? I don't know. What is she working out and using the gym over there? Authorities tracked her down through her Instagram page. <laughs> Was she tagging her location? Hey, I'm on high school grounds. Checked out this mirror selfie. I don't know exactly how. I imagine that security went, hey, why do you have physical paper? It is 2021. And they said, that weird woman gave it to me, looked at it, saw the Instagram handle, whatever it was, went to it, and it probably had her name right on there. And you're, you're the cops. So then I just imagine you type it into the cop computer and it has your address and where you live. And then they wandered on over there and took her to jail. I I just what what is the best case outcome scenario like what's what is this woman hoping for? I gain a whole bunch of followers from high schoolers, and I just got to do this how many more days? Like there was, do you think there was like a set number? Like all right, after like follower two million, I'm I'm probably gonna stop doing this high school thing and just start advertising to the two million people I now have following me. Like what was the plan here? You would have to go to so many high schools. It depends on the size of them. Well, it's not two million. Well, I I don't know if that was actually. Or you think she was hoping it would just be one school and it would just it would you spark it and it would just go viral? Maybe I I don't know. I almost feel like this is bad. I'm I'm now I'm giving advice. <laughs> if I was doing this, <laughs> I I would have picked it. A... How would you sneak into a high school, Will? <laughs> yeah, give me give me the details here. <laughs> I would have done this at all. I would have just been like the media coach for a high schooler. I would have. I would have documented them and promoted them, and it would have been with, obviously, their permission. 
But that that just I don't know why I would try to push myself. That that doesn't seem no that doesn't just seem... as or more weird <laughs> as an adult. You're 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 around this age of take what what are you, are you taking pictures of high school students and then posting it? I I'm not following your plan here. I'm thinking you could promote a high schooler better a high schooler to high school followers better than you could promote yourself. I understand everything you just said, and I regret even saying this. I have no interest of pursuing this, if that helps can calm anyone down. <laughs> I would like to pull the rip card. Yes, I would I, like to admit my fault, I, and I would just like to move on, please. I'm, like, uh, somewhat close to a high school right now. I'm going to have to move or something. <laughs> you're, you're too close to this high school, man. you got to move out of this town. <laughs> Uh, Definitely, uh, you know, be more more miles away. Uh, speaking of moving out of town, the the Raiders are officially in Las Vegas, and they're starting to do more Las Vegas things than ever. There's a new Las Vegas Raiders idea for a nightclub in the end zone. Now, this is behind the field goal area. What what is this? Is this ground on the field? More more than an idea, it is going to happen. It is a club setting bottle service two djs <laughs> i don't know how you're going to be able to separate it i i maybe like they both like they work together it's like a team i gotta imagine if two djs have two dj sets it's just gonna be confusing especially with like a whole football game going on yeah it's supposed to be uh located directly in the end zone or right, right behind the end zone. So, like the end zone seating. This is this is weird. I mean, I it's Vegas. I guess if any area, I'm sure Miami could do something like this if they don't already have something like that. But I mean, you're building the new stadium. You're going to be welcoming, hopefully, a ton of fans and a ton of. I, I hope. I, I imagine Vegas will eventually become more and more popular, like it once was. I don't even know if that slowed down entirely, but I'm sure next year, once this season starts, it will be the normal tourist-seeking place. And and I don't know. If, I don't really have any interest in going to clubs at all, let alone a, a Raiders game. This doesn't seem like the best way to enjoy a football game at all. Is this more of – is this for someone else? Like, is this like uh, the, the all the uh, all the husbands get together and they go watch the game and all the wives go to the club? And this is like a a mutual fun thing now. Maybe. Uh, or or is th- this like seems... we're, or is this we're getting the boys together and we're going clubbing and then in like the fourth quarter after we're done partying we're we're gonna go watch the last drive like it was is this what is this? I saw one funny comment on Twitter saying this seems dangerous uh one errant throw by Derek Carr is going to kill somebody <laughs> I thought that was mean but I thought that was funny it is one of those things it, it I just think as I, I experience more more of life that I just realize like some stuff is just it's not for me it's not even like a little bit for me and just have to understand that there's a whole different group of people that see this and are like this is cool oh yeah where for me, my thought is, I don't get to go to that many sporting events, and I like going to sporting events, so I'm there to watch whatever <laughs> I'm going to. So if I'm going to the game, like, I don't need like that kind of party situation. 
But I know there are some people that they have no interest in really seeing. They only sort of want to see a football game, but they kind of want to be around the the excitement. Maybe other people do. But for me, this is just another one of the it's just funny that these stadiums and arenas have to do things to entertain people when you're already showing a main <laughs> yeah. entertaining thing. Like you already have a game going on, but you're already getting me in with regular tickets. So this is the way to get even more people in there. And clearly it needs to be done because everybody's doing it, but it's just, just funny to me because it just, it just seems like you're just overcomplicating things. What if, what if the club ends up being more popular than the game? Is there any scenario where that happens? Where suddenly there's nobody even in the stands. The players no longer have any home games, but this club is just the best place to be in Las Vegas. It's just it's got the hottest DJs. They're going late night, daytime, whatever, whatever time the game is. Like the the tailgate is on in there before the game even starts. At, at this point, the the music is louder. You can't Derek call Derek Carr can't even hear the play call anymore because there's this distracting club noise of bass just booming towards him. Is this is this a potential outcome? Well, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I just I mean, what if this works? What if this works too well? Like is there going to what's the backup plan if this club becomes the next best thing because whatever DJ says I'm doing this set on this time, I don't care about the game, but I'm trying to promote this club. Like that that's how this works in Vegas, right? That's exactly I think what everybody always wants. And if this club wants to have success, they have to bring in a big name like that. And it's not like they don't have the money to do this. They're already building a club. There's only one reason to have the club and make it a really good club. I I don't think that it's going to quite go that direction just because I don't think it's big enough. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. That sounds like, hey, guys, I think this is a terrible idea. I'm definitely not interested. But if you made it bigger, <laughs> maybe you could really be onto something. It's it's their own thing. And <laughs> Vegas is its own area, and they for sure sat down and had a meeting, and they threw out a whole bunch of ideas, and this is the one that came out of it. So I, I don't want to say this isn't going to work, because like I said, it's just something that's just not for me. I want to go to watch a football game at a football game. Call me old-fashioned. Yeah, that sounds that sounds simple. Uh, did you want to talk about the wine thing, or you want to hear about my wild hike the other night where I encountered multi black bears? Let's go with the black bear one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hike at the Clark Art over here to, what was it, like Stonehill, whatever hike. I can't remember the exact name of it. It's, it's something like that. Stone Chair, I think it might be. You start at the Clark Art over here in, in town. And it, and it's a nice hike. I've I've done this hike a variety of times in high school. We would we would run this one rarely, not all the time. It's a little bit farther from the high school, but we we've definitely done it before. And I've been on this hike, like I said, a ton of times. I've never even encountered anything threatening once. And then yesterday, my sister's in town, and my mom's like, "Hey, let's all go on a hike. Nice day outside. Get the whole family together. We all get up and go." We're like a. 30 minutes into this hike and there's something running out in this field that we could see maybe 30 yards away and it's like this black bear just sprinting across the field and I don't know what to do it's not running towards us it's running away from us but that is the fastest I've ever seen a bear run like that's more of the reminder of like yes this is a dangerous animal this is not anything to mess around with so that's farther down the trail we can kind of see that so my initial reaction is let's just turn around and go of course, you know, you, you pull out the phone and it's like, no, guys, let's let's turn around. Let's 
let's go back. So we go back. We're walking in the opposite direction now. And it's like 10 minutes later, there's another bear just sitting in the middle of the trail, like 20 feet in front of us. And it's almost like and it's how like... How are you sure this isn't the same bear? I It was smaller. It was much smaller. Okay. It was much right. smaller. And that freaked me out even more because if there's a small bear, there's probably some really big bears that really care about <laughs> this small bear now. <laughs> and it's like kind of sitting in the middle of the path, like picking its nose right there until it suddenly sees us. And then it runs off to the side. And now we're... we're before where the bear ran the other direction it's like we're safe to go this direction now the bear ran to the side now i don't know like <laughs> do we go the other way do we go straight do we do we turn around it, we have cell service but what do you even what do you say like hey guys uh come <laughs> there's this bear <laughs> i don't know what to do i'm on a hike like what's what what is i don't know if we need to be prepared for this sort of uh, disaster potential here we continue on we see where it the seems bear like they might be working in concert together too we continue on a little bit and we're kind of like where we saw the bear sitting in the middle and we look to the side and there's three bears all hanging out on like a little huddle over there. Two really big ones and one really tiny one that ran away over there. And we briskly walk the other direction the rest of the way home. And that is the hike that I'm forewarning anybody. Just, you know, I'm not even saying I wouldn't do the hike again. I would just say this is a potential now. This is this is on the table. I'm I'm not saying it's gonna happen or even it was like a bad day for any of us. It really didn't ruin anything. But man, bears bears are big, bears are fast, and bears are scary. I don't know if you ever seen them climb a tree either. That's kind of freaky. That's a thing. I've heard it's very fast. It's I heard I've, I've, I just remember that growing up. Just saying, if a bear is chasing you, don't bother running because it's gonna catch you, and don't think you can just climb faster than it because it climbs faster than it runs or something like that it's it's a it's a large animal but you know we had a great day with the family you know, just just a casual outing as you do out here in the berkshires and nature i'm not gonna lie the bear was kind of cute i mean the parents were terrifying though the, the, the little one sitting down in the center over there that was other than the jolting fright of holy shit that's a bear it looked pretty cute yeah. Do you think you will change your your hiking in the future, like get like bear spray or like I don't know a weapon? That sounds like a thing. Is that a thing? That might be a thing. I think bear spray is a thing. <laughs> I don't know. None of us had any food. I, I what, feel like it's when, always when when you when people were pulling out their phones. What what was the what was the thought process there? I think oh. you were smart on the like well. Why don't we walk away first, and we could do our research later, but for right now, I know putting distance is going to be the best, quickest solution. I've completely exaggerated the phone thing. It, 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 was, it was much more of like, oh, yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. It, it, it tells, the, story, you, the story just tells better. Have you researched since then uh, what you uh, should do? No. Or is it... Oh, no. <laughs> no. We're, we're fine. We survived one bear. Uh, we decided two bears. We're, we're, we're probably good for the rest of our life. Is that, that the thought process? I'm hoping for that. That's That sounds like good odds. I, I would take those odds. I think... <laughs> am I more likely to see a bear again or the Celtics win tonight? I don't know what those odds are, but I don't want to know. So that's a pretty unique, uh, unique bet there. Yeah. Anyways, everybody's all well. The weather's turned around. I'm, I'm officially hot and complaining about that now. Uh, no, it's been great. It's been nice out. 
uh, nice clear skies. It's good sun. Good, great days for hikes. As the bear was doing, the bear is just going on a hike too. He, he's just trying to enjoy his afternoon, just like us. Why, why? Oh yeah. You know, I'm walking on his home, right? Just going for a hike, looking for a snack, <laughs> a delicious snack that's soft and pink and doesn't really run that fast anymore. Uh, that reminds me of the Airbnb in San Diego. One time, we we were re- my parents were renting one out there, and we complained about. There was a whole bunch of ants. Like, and I know there's just ants in San Diego. That's not unheard of. Like, that's just just part of it, right? But there was a lot of them. So we called the the, the guy in charge of the Airbnb. We're like, hey, man, there's a whole bunch of ants. Uh, is there, like, some spray or some traps or just something that we can, you know, do about it? Because it's kind of, it's a little bit of a nuisance right now. Ants. Yeah. So they're like, all right, yeah, we'll send the exterminator guy over over there, and he'll do some stuff for you. I was like, all right. So the guy comes over there, and he goes, uh, you know, they were here before us, right? And I'm like, well, so you want to keep them here, sir? Like, or are you going to get rid of Like, do you want us to leave? Like, what's, what, why are you starting off with this? You're here to fix the problem. What, 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 kind of, what kind of rent are they paying? I know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, what's your, uh, what's your profit margin on those guys? I, I know there's a lot of them, so, you know, maybe you charge what? less. What if this is uh, some sort of exterminator that's afraid of, like, ants and bugs and stuff? <laughs> And so this is his, like, his first route. It's just trying to get rid of the people. That's an easier route than actually, like, doing, like, what is normally the job. I don't know. Maybe he's like a men in black cockroach trying to save all the cockroaches. That, yeah, see? Thinking outside the box there. Yeah. Well, we'll try and think outside the box next week when we figure out a way to save the Celtic season. That's probably going to be over. But until then, go Celtics, go, and let's hope for the best. Anything else you want to add? Well, I sure hope I can make it up in time for work tomorrow with this this late start the next couple of days. But I'll try to power through so I can uh, report back on uh, on the next podcast. Well, hopefully we're not down 20 in the first and you're like, I'll just turn it off. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy the NBA. Watch the NBA today and tonight, whatever day you're listening. Column A, little column B.